welcome to Making the Magic, a podcast chatting about all things Disney, Universal and beyond. This week we're talking about taking a trip to Disneyland Paris as part of a group. I'm Amanda. And I'm Martin, and we've had quite a lot of group inquiries recently, haven't we, Amanda? Sort of not just sort of like big school groups and scouts and brownies, but also sort of large families. And we thought it'd be great to get on our Disneyland Paris group expert, Megan, to come and speak to us all about how to go about organising a group trip over to Disneyland Paris. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we do organise, as you say, those very big organised group trips, but we're also getting a lot more inquiries for extended families. So perhaps you haven't really seen much of each other over the past year for obvious reasons. And so wanting to go away together. And Disneyland Paris is perfect for that, I think. We've got Megan along to tell us everything we need to know about going to Disneyland Paris as a group. Well, hi, Megan. Thanks very much for joining us today and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Really, really excited to have you on because you're our Disneyland Paris groups expert, aren't you? So know about all things groups. And when we're planning trips for uh, our big groups of people, you're the person that we come to. So perhaps first of all, we can just start talking about what is a group like? You know, when we talk about groups, you think about, oh, we're going to take 500 people to Disneyland Paris. But actually, a group can be quite a lot smaller than that, can't it? Yeah, exactly. So for the group rates at Disneyland Paris, it is only a minimum of 12 people that you need to get those discounted group rates. Like you said, it doesn't have to be a massive big group that you're taking. It may just be an extended family group can be 12 people. So it really can be anything from that upwards to unlimited numbers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're finding more and more like just extended families. So perhaps grandparents want to take their grandchildren and cousins and things. And then, yeah, it soon adds up, doesn't it? A relatively small family, you can soon get up to 12 people. Yeah, exactly. And then what kind of groups are we generally talking about? What are the most popular sorts of groups to go as well as families? So we deal with all kinds of groups. Extended families is probably the biggest market that we have. But then we're dealing with lots of schools, brownies, guides, scouts, other youth groups, charity groups. So we work with quite a few special needs groups or perhaps children's hospice groups and things like that which is obviously really sad but also like a really rewarding thing as well social groups so community social groups or perhaps a workplace social group we do quite a few hen parties over there business groups as well so it might be for work conferences or also just incentive groups where employees are taking their staff over for a fun time at Disney as well. And you talked about hen parties. Quite often when I've been, I've seen groups there on hen do's. I'm sure you have too, Martin, haven't you? And I think it's a really fun place to go for a hen party. Yeah, in the afternoons and in the evenings, where especially when happy hour starts in some of the bars in the village, that's when you start to see the hen parties all sort of coming out of the park and they, they've got the sashes on and things like that. So, yeah, it's a great way because you can obviously come up to Disney, maybe do a day or two up here, but also mix in with a bit of time in Paris as well. Yeah, definitely. And we can kind of arrange lots of different activities outside of Disney as well. I mean, probably most groups when they're coming to Disney, they do actually want to spend the entire time at Disney, which is fair enough. But there are so many other things in Paris and in the surrounding area that we can look into for a group. So whether it's sightseeing in Paris, I absolutely love Paris and do think it's definitely worthwhile if you're coming to Disney to also combine that with going into the city. So there are sightseeing things we can include. Even a day at another theme park, people might not be aware of Park Asterix, which is close by, which actually has some really fun rides. So we are able to add that on for groups, which we have done sometimes in the past. Anything that a group wants to include, we will be happy to look into for them. 
And I know you can do some really special things for bigger groups, can't you? Yeah. So in terms of at Disneyland Paris, the opportunities are endless, really, of, of the magic that Disney can create. And so we can look into special experiences for groups, whether that be a VIP viewing area for the fireworks. So you're going to have the best view right in front of the castle for illuminations or a private viewing section for parades to keep you all together. We've been able to arrange private meet and greets with the Disney characters. You could privatize the whole park just for your group, (laughs) obviously, if you had the money to do so. (laughs) But we are able to even go as far as doing that. Yeah, taking over the whole park, that that does sound amazing. Yeah, have a fairy tale holidays takeover. That sounds like a really good idea. Yeah, definitely. When I was working there as a cast member, you used to see quite a few, especially in the studios because it shut earlier. So they would yeah. privatize it in the evening for sort of three or four hours. Yeah, it was mainly sort of companies that would do it. They sort of the families would come during the day and then they'd have it in the evenings so that Air France do it at Christmas. But there was a lot of sort of social groups that would do it as well, as long as you have like there's a minimum number. But I think you can also do it where you just have like one ride. We have had an event where a large group did want a really special private dinner. Um, We were able to arrange that Studio One area. We were able to privatise that for a special dinner. And then we had one ride open for them. So they chose Tower of Terror, my favourite ride. So that's definitely the best one to pick. We had Tower of Terror just open exclusively for them. You could keep going round and round and round, which was absolutely amazing. Well, I'm not sure Tower of Terror repeatedly after you just had dinner would be my <laughs> choice. And then you talked about companies going for like conferences and things. So rather than just like a social trip, can you arrange conference facilities and meeting rooms and things like that? Yes. So there is a specific department at Disney, Disney Business Solutions, who can help with that. There's convention center at Disney's Newport Bay Club and Disney's Hotel New York. There are all sorts of sizes of meeting rooms that you can have just from a a really small meeting room to kind of a huge conference uh, taking over most of the hotel. And again, they can arrange all sorts of special things if you want team building activities there can be treasure hunts that we can arrange in the parks and other activities like that so like i said the opportunities really are endless of the stuff that disney can offer as i'm sure you can imagine and we can help with all of those things yeah no i think it really is endless isn't it when you start looking at the things you can do it's not just pick from this list i think if people have got ideas of what Mm -hmm. they'd like to do or if they come and talk to us we can certainly suggest things and yeah if you've got the budget to do it that disney uh, can make it happen can't they Definitely. And so just going back to sort of some of the practicalities of going as a group then. So we said like, you know, it doesn't have to be too many people and we can arrange those really special things like the fireworks and the special parade seating or viewing. But what about some of the practical things like could they still have a meal plan? Yeah, of course. So it is really flexible what we can do for our groups. So in terms of the park tickets, you don't need to add park tickets for every day that you're there. So depending on what else you're looking to do during your stay, um, you don't need park tickets for each day you can add any number of park tickets to your package meal plans can be added just like um, with any other booking for Disneyland Paris but you don't have to add it for the entire group so 
even though you're traveling as a group, you don't all need to be doing kind of the exact same things. And um, the number of days part tickets just need to be the same for the whole group. But in terms of meal plans, different guests can choose to add them if they wish. It does need to be everyone sharing the same room. But obviously not all of the group would need to choose to do so. And we do have flexibility with things like that. And the other magical extras like photo pass and, you know, perhaps arranging a special birthday cake. So you can do all those sorts of things as well. Yeah, we can add those things as well. Yeah. And then you can also pre-book if people don't want to do a dining plan, but they want to go to sort of Planet Hollywood. That's always very popular. Or Earl of Sandwich. You can pre-pay for all of the meals in advance, can't you? Yes, that's right. Yeah, we work closely with the, the Disney Village restaurants as well. You mentioned Planet Hollywood and Earl of Sandwich, Rainforest Cafe and King of Vigs as well all do offer various different meal options for groups which obviously is fantastic for groups to be able to budget in advance and to know that all of their meals are sorted and paid for in advance as well whether it is the Disney meal plan or options in the village. I think that's very useful if you're sort of say scout leader or brownies or something like that is you don't have to worry about a load of kids walking around with 100 euros in their pocket or something like that. They just need to turn up at this time, come to King Ludwig's Castle at this time, Planet Hollow at this time, and your food is already prepaid for, and it's just nice and easy. And it's better for the parents as well. They know that they're not going to have to worry about sending their kids with loads of money. It's all prepaid and done for much easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And we can pre-book the actual dining time for people as well, aren't they? Because, I mean, you can't really turn up with a group of 40 of you and expect to be seated all at once if you haven't uh, told them in advance. Yeah, exactly. I would, if a group is hoping to all eat together, I would definitely recommend that they look into reservations as soon as possible. The Disney Village restaurants are particularly good for that for large groups, but we can look at it for the on-site Disney restaurants as well if a group does want to all eat together there. And then one of the most popular types of groups to go over is the performing arts, which is an amazing program that I think a lot of people have just never heard of or or seen. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, of course. The Disney Performing Arts program, it's an absolutely amazing opportunity. And like you say, I do think a lot of people actually aren't even aware of it and don't realise that they can go and do this at Disneyland Paris. It actually offers amateur performing arts groups the chance to perform live on stage in a Disneyland Paris park. And they also offer workshop and learning experiences as well. The program's available to dance, vocal, instrumental and musical theatre groups. It gives a really once in a lifetime experience of getting to perform on stage at Disney in front of an international audience. You get a 20 minute showcase performance in a Disney park with professional lighting and sound. It really gives you a glimpse into what it's like to actually be a Disney performer. As well as the performances, like I said, they do offer workshops as well. So this gives a group a chance to develop performance techniques, teamwork, and of course it has some Disney magic in there as well. And they'll be led by a Disney professional artist and they adapt the workshop to kind of suit the age and the ability of the group. So the workshop coach would have a call with the dance teacher or the group leader beforehand, kind of find out what they're looking to get from the session if there's any particular areas that they would like the group to work on. So they really are like a valuable learning experience as well as being a lot of fun as well. So that would be great for a dance or a vocal group over here, perhaps uh, to then go over as a group. They can have all the fun at Disneyland Paris, but then also have the instruction, the workshop, and then, yeah, maybe perform on the stage as well. Yeah, it is such a fantastic experience, something that they're going to remember forever. For the performances, it is subject to passing a successful audition. 
So we require two audition pieces to be sent beforehand. Uh, there are other audition criteria and guidelines that we would be there to help you with kind of through that whole audition process. You are going to be performing on a Disney stage in front of Disney's paying guests. So of course, the standard does need to be fairly high, but I would say it's more in terms of the performance level as in the attitude and um, smiling, really enjoying the performance as opposed to needing to be really advanced technically. And so I would say that the audition isn't something to worry about. If Disney, for any reason, do reject a group's audition, they would always provide detailed, constructive feedback to the group, um, let them know what they could improve on and you get the chance to actually resubmit the audition again. Um, so it isn't anything to worry about in that audition process. And what age groups are we talking about that can do this? Really any age group. Um, performers do need to be a minimum of five years old, but there's no upper age limit. So there's still hope for me yet. <laughs> so we could be going and doing it. I don't go, think yeah. so. Yeah, might, well, the age might be all right, but the, I think the lack of talent may help. <laughs> <laughs> I can't dance or sing because they have the singing groups, don't they, at Christmas? I've seen them on the stage in the Hyperion in Videopolis. Yeah, the Christmas is actually something separate. So you can apply for the Disney Performing Arts Programme all year round. Performance opportunities and the workshops are available at any time of the year. But actually during the Enchanted Christmas season, there is an even extra special even more magical opportunity which is let's sing christmas and this is available for vocal groups so for choirs and they actually get to be part of the christmas shows with disney characters which is absolutely amazing and we get that extra special thing of being on stage with mickey and minnie singing with them and so that's an extra special opportunity just available at Christmas. I think it shows that the group have put in a lot of hard work because I'd imagine once they pass the audition process, it's them building up to then do the performance. You don't book this and then go and do it next week. You do the audition and then you might go and do this sort of nine, ten months later. Yeah, usually it's about a year in advance. And the applications are accepted from a year and it is usually a year ahead that groups will be planning it. And I imagine it's very popular to do, so quite a lot of competition to get on. Yeah, definitely. And the performance slots do get booked up quite fast, so it is kind of the sooner the better to start that application process and also for groups that having a longer planning period allows them to fundraise and things like that which is often something that dance groups or choirs or something like that are doing before their trip could you have a mixed group so for example say it was a school and you had the school choir or vocal group that was going to come over and perform could you know people like me who can't sing and dance could there also be kids coming over to do something else and says so whilst the other kids are doing maybe a workshop or performing they can still come over and enjoy the park for the performing arts groups i mentioned earlier for a, a normal group it's a minimum of 12 people needed to get those group rates for the disney performing arts program it is a minimum of 20 people that you need in your group and it needs to include a minimum of 10 performers so not everybody in that group needs to be taking part in the performance so like you say if it was a school some could obviously be part of the performance some might just take part in a workshop or others might just be there to support the school and to cheer them on while they're performing i think that's the other thing as well is you do want to have people there filming and cheering you on as well not just the teachers so it's quite nice to have sort of your fellow students who aren't performing to come along and <laughs> yeah definitely and I'm not sure if I already mentioned, but for the workshops, you don't need to audition for that. So they're available to any group. You wouldn't need to pass an audition for that if you did. So there you go, Amanda. We can do the workshop. Yeah. 
That's fine. We might be able to improve our singing and dancing by the end. Sprinkle some Disney magic and hope that Tinkerbell can work her wonders and get us <laughs> singing and dancing and performing for the end of yeah. the workshop. I'm not sure she has that much pixie dust, but you, you, you never know. We never know. More likely I mean, to be able to fly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I definitely had seen the groups performing on the stage when I'd been to Disneyland Paris as a visitor, but until we'd started working with you, I didn't know about the actual performing arts workshops, which I, I think it just is an amazing opportunity, isn't it? And you don't need to be part of an organised group necessarily to do that, do you? So it no, not necessarily. A, a group of friends, a few families, yeah. these kids would really enjoy doing that. Yeah, so perfect. It could just be, like you say, a group of friends. Uh, we mentioned hem parties earlier. I've just thought that would be an amazing thing to do on a hem party. <laughs> yeah, it would. I mean, I suppose I'm thinking of workshops for yeah youth groups and children, but adults could go and do oh, the workshops course. too. Yeah, yeah. As I said, there's no upper age limit for this, so it really is available to groups of all ages. It isn't just for children it's for adults as well i think that would be an amazing hen party i think that would work really well because you get a lot of people who go and do things like painting or something like that or they go and do a dance class but do a dance class at disneyland paris and then you've got the parks as well and then maybe a bit of going to paris and you can you know if you end up in a nightclub in paris you can put that all that dancing skills you've just learned to, to the test <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> No, and I think people who go on the hen party to Disneyland Paris have perhaps been before and to be able to do something different, work with a Disney performer, yeah, would be a great opportunity. So for sort of larger groups at schools and brownies and things, what's the best way of getting to Disney? Probably the most popular for a school group would be to go by coach. It might not be the quickest way. But for a large group, it actually is often the easiest and the most cost effective way to travel to Disney. So most of our school and youth groups do choose to travel by coach. So you mentioned about school groups going. Is there anything particular that you can offer to those kind of groups? Yeah, we do actually have specific school rates available for the on-site hotels at Disney. And they do offer one free adult place for every 10 paying students so that's a really good benefit for a school group and as you said good to combine with somewhere else so if they wanted to go do maybe a cultural experience in Paris or I suppose you could even go up to the Normandy area and combine yeah, it couldn't you that is something that a lot of school groups tend to do combine it with a battlefields trip as well that is definitely a popular option for school groups because a, a little trip to Disneyland Paris might not sound the most educational, but you know, <laughs> after you've done the educational yeah. stuff elsewhere too. And what sort of times of year are most popular for groups going? I mean, we get groups obviously all year round. In terms of the pricing, obviously, if you are looking at school holidays, uh, peak periods, it is going to be more expensive. So we probably get more groups actually traveling in the more off-peak seasons. We get a lot during the run-up to Christmas. So November and December, actually, at Disney is classed as a super value season. Once you get to the actual Christmas period itself, obviously, the prices are higher. But actually, in the run-up to Christmas, the pricing is actually really good. So we get a lot of people traveling at that time. Christmas is probably the most magical time to go to Disney. It is more the, the kind of the off-peak times of year that people are looking at just due to the pricing and how many nights would you recommend if you were going with maybe a youth group or a school group definitely our most popular package is a three night stay with a two-day park ticket so you'd get two full days in the parks in three nights obviously traveling down 
on that first day and returning home on your fourth day. So having two full days in the parks should hopefully give you enough time to get everything done. I think that works really well because if they're traveling by coach, they're going to arrive reasonably late or probably just in time for dinner. And then on the last day, depending on where they are in the UK, they're going to have to leave reasonably early. So maybe just after breakfast. So you don't actually need park days for the day you arrive and the day you leave. So the two full days should be enough sort of time, especially if they're going in lower season as well. Sort of during turn time, the parks can be obviously a bit kind of quieter than the weekends. Yeah, exactly. And also if they're staying on site, something to remember is extra magic time. Um, So that's a really good benefit of staying in the on-site hotels that you do get that extra hour in the Disney parks. And you said about the on-site hotels there, but of course, if a group wanted to go and stay in an off-site hotel, then we can work together to sort that out for them as well, can't we? Yeah, definitely. And there are some off-site hotels which are really good for groups, particularly if it is a school or youth group. And there are some options which can sleep more people in individual beds, which is something that a youth group would be looking for. And we do have specific school ticket rates as well which are a lot cheaper than normal tickets. I suppose that's worth mentioning in France isn't it? Children who are not related are not allowed to share a bed are they? So that does restrict the number of people that you can potentially put in a room. Yeah exactly so the on-site hotels really most of them can only sleep two youths per room in individual beds with most of them having two double beds. That's why the Hotel Cheyenne That's definitely the most popular on-site option if it is a school or youth group because you can get three per room. So that's obviously going to bring the cost down a little bit for those kind of groups. But some of the off-site hotels do have really massive rooms with individual beds, don't they? Yeah, yeah. So they're really popular for those kind of groups. I think it's quite good, depending on the age of the kids, that they stay in one of the Disney hotels because they can walk to and from the park. So if they need to pop back to the room, it's just walking back. Whereas if they have to go to an off-site hotel, then it's the case of taking a shuttle bus. And, you know, kids don't always pay attention to what they're doing. They might jump onto (laughs) the wrong shuttle bus and they might not end up at the Explorer. Oh, that's the thing is they're staying Explorers. That's shared by five hotels, the bus. So they might get off at the wrong one. And even though they look quite close to each other, I live behind those hotels. And I can tell you there's actually reasonable length in between the, to walk in between those hotels. So I think it's another sort of thing that parents, especially if they've been to the parks before, they like them to stay in the on-site hotels because it's just within that bubble and they've got that extra layer of protection. So obviously, Megan, as part of your job, you've been to Disneyland Paris lots and lots of times haven't you yeah I think I've lost count now I'm really not sure how many times I've been but I am lucky enough to to get to go there Uh, many times although sadly not in the past year I think last year 2020 was the first time I'd not been to any Disney park all year for about 12 years so it's very sad I know I know we're all missing that bit of Disney magic aren't we I mean I said before I managed to squeeze in a little trip in January and thank goodness I did because I would be the same I've had years and years of being at least once a year in a Disney park so yeah let's hope I can get out there this year so I don't miss another one What's your favourite things to do then in Disneyland Paris? Well, my favourite ride, as I said, was Tower of Terror. That's definitely my favourite ride. More, it's just the whole Disney magical feeling for me that I absolutely love and the shows and the parades and just that Disney magic feeling that you get when you're there. And you said about Christmas, is that your favourite time of year to go? Yeah, I do think Christmas is probably my favourite time to visit. 
when it snows on Main Street. It gets a bit overused. We say this a lot. Oh, it's magical. It's amazing. But I, I do think, yeah, the snow coming down on Main Street is, yeah. uh, is something else. It's not just Disneyland Paris you're an expert in, of course, because you used to be Emma Cast member in Disney World. Yes, I did. So I took part in the cultural representative program. So I got to work at the UK Pavilion there for a year in the Rose and Crown pub. Oh, uh, brilliant. Which was an amazing experience, yeah. And nice outfits they have. Yeah, I loved that costume. <laughs> definitely <laughs> representative of what we normally wear here in the UK. Uh, yeah, it's definitely what's available on the high street at the moment, I think. Very <laughs> on trend is what you wear. Did you serve any celebrities? Well, I don't think I did. No, sadly. <laughs> Just one of my friends did the cultural exchange program and they served Johnny Depp. Oh, wow. So I presume you got to spend quite a lot of time in the parks when you were over there, if you were over there for a whole year. Yeah, well, you are lucky enough to obviously have free entry to all of the parks. So I wouldn't say it's a regret, but when I look back, I do feel like there was a lot of time where if I had a day off, I didn't go to the park. And when I think about it now, I'm like, what were you doing? Why were you just sat in your apartment watching Netflix? Or, well, I don't think Netflix existed back then. TV, like, why were you not in the parks at all times? <laughs> it, it does become your life, you know, like, it is just your normal life. That's, you live and you work there. And what were your highlights, do you think, from being over there? I mean, just the whole year. I can't really pick out a specific highlight, but just everyone who I met, I still have so many really good friends uh, from that year. You just meet so many people. I don't think I can pick out a particular highlight, but just overall, it was an amazing experience. I, I couldn't recommend that program enough to people. Just to work for Disney World is like a dream come true, really. And it actually was. I think people get a bit hooked, don't they? Because obviously, Martin, you ex-cast member and then now working, booking people's Disney holidays. So Megan, the same, you know, you're specialising in a job in Disney. We had another guest on the show a few weeks ago, Katie from the Sprinkle of Disney podcast, and she did the three-month cultural exchange program over there and, you know, just had an amazing time. And I know he's very keen to then continue working for Disney and things. So, yeah, you're all hooked. Yeah, when I came back from Florida, I did then work at Disney Store in London, in Covent Garden. That store sadly no longer there. But And then I've managed to be lucky enough to, like, now keep Disney in my life in this role, so which I love. That's when we were talking to the girls from Sprinkle of Disney, actually, how they're keeping a bit of Disney magic alive in their lives. So have you got lots of, you know, things around your house that are Disney? Yeah, I think I have Disney related things in every single room of my house. <laughs> we're all like that, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> so being our Disneyland Paris group expert, what top tips would you have for our guests? I would say, firstly, to plan as far in advance as you can. Generally, groups are planning um, much further ahead. So the group availability actually does get booked up quite far in advance. I would usually say a year or actually sometimes more than a year ahead. We're taking bookings for groups. When you are booking a group, you don't have to have the exact details at the time of your booking. So if you don't have the exact group numbers or even sometimes know exactly who's going to be going at the time of booking, that's not a problem. Get those rooms held as far in advance as possible to secure the best availability and pricing and to allow your group enough planning time for that trip because there is a lot more to think about when you are going with a group. I think that's very true is that's what we do when we make reservations of you is we might take maybe slightly more rooms than we think we're actually going to need because it's better to give some rooms back than it is to suddenly go ah 
we need an extra sort of two rooms because Auntie Mildred and Uncle Fred are coming along as well. So yeah, it's a great piece of advice. Book really far in advance. Speak to us and we can obviously go through the different options that you've got. What about a sort of time of the year? What would you sort of recommend as a good time of the year for a group to visit? As I mentioned, the kind of lead up to Christmas is definitely a good time because of everything that's going on in the parks, you get to experience the Christmas season and also because of it being that super value pricing. And then I know it's been cancelled for last year and for this year, but you also uh, work with Run Disney as well. So we can do the marathons when they come back, hopefully in 2022. So can you just tell us a little bit more about the sort of packages that we can book with those? Yeah, so we offer packages for the Disneyland Paris Run Weekend, also for the Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend as well. And if people don't know about Run Disney, that's another amazing experience that you can have in the parks. Actually getting to run through the Disney parks is such a good experience. Most people dress up, so everyone's in Disney costumes and it really is amazing. It's not just for experienced runners, it's for anybody. Um, At Disneyland Paris, they offer a 5K, a 10K and a half marathon, as well as kids races, anything from one-year-olds doing 100 metres. So there's something for kind of the whole family to take part in in that. Um, The medals you get are amazing. It, It really is such a fantastic experience. The cast members are all around the park lining up to kind of cheer you on as you go. So you don't even realize how far you're running because you're just having so much fun. I think I smiled the whole way around the half marathon. So I was just so happy. You actually run near enough past my house. Um, (laughs) It's not just around Disney, also around the local area as well. So it actually runs pretty much next to my house. I was booked on to do the princess one. I think you were as well for last May. Unfortunately, that got cancelled. So I'm going to you know, say that all this was cancellation since I decided to, that I was going to do it. It hasn't gone ahead since. So hopefully there'll be one for 2022 and then we can do a bit of a run. I'm, I actually will do the whole thing. I won't just sort of jump in halfway from my house <laughs> run from the end and just sort of pretend I've done the whole thing. But yeah, I will do the whole thing. Yeah, hopefully we'll be back with that for 2022 and we can offer packages of kind of varying um, lengths of stay and add which races you want to and all the other extras as well. So is it really early in the morning then before the park opens that you do the run? Yes, that is the problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> the races do start at 7am. In previous years, the 5k has actually been on the Friday evening at 8pm. And then you have the 10k at 7am on the Saturday morning and the half marathon at 7am on the Sunday morning. It is early starts, although that's nothing compared to in Florida, where I think I had to get up at 2am to do the Star Wars half marathon because you had to be there so early. I think that one started at four or five. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is commitment. Yes. But it's worth it. It really is such a good experience. And some crazy people do all of the runs. They'll start off with the 10K, do the half, and then go to the marathon. There are special challenge medals as well if you do multiple races. The one that's on my bucket list, which I would have hoped to have been doing this year if it hadn't been sadly cancelled, is the Dopey Challenge. Dopey is definitely the right word for it um, (laughs) because that's actually a 5K, 10K, half marathon, and a full marathon, all in four days. Wow. Wow. Quite a lot of running, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) You really deserve a medal if you do that. (laughs) Looking ahead, I mean, there's lots to look forward to at Disneyland Paris over the next few years, isn't there? Well, we have got the 30th anniversary coming up next year. So that's very exciting to see what celebrations there might be for that. So we're waiting for more news, hopefully, and they, they might announce something soon as to what their plans are. 
they are refurbishing Sleeping Beauty Castle at the moment. So that I think for the first time since the parks opened in 1992 is getting um, some renovation work. So I'm really excited to see what they do to that and make it extra shiny, extra magical, ready for the 30th anniversary next year. One of the things we're most excited about and we know our clients are is the reopening of Hotel New York. Yes, so that's really exciting as well. We're awaiting the announcement of the reopening date, but fingers crossed it's going to be soon. So that hotel has undergone major refurbishment, brand new theming, all for Marvel. So the pictures they've released look really amazing. Full Marvel experience um, while you're there. So definitely excited for that one. Yeah, it looks absolutely amazing. I drive past it a couple of times a week on the bus and I keep keeping my eye out looking at the at the things going oh that looks a bit more painted this week and that looks a bit kind of fresher and they've well, they've repainted the security cabin as you arrive in so oh, that must be a positive sign because why would you do that and you wouldn't do that sort of towards the end so i'm waiting for the sign at the front to be done when that's done i think that's kind of like when it's pretty much finished yeah well we all can't wait and we've got some groups uh booked to go so we really hope they get to go. So we've all been disappointed with lots of cancelled trips last year, haven't we, and beginning of this year. So we're just going to keep everything crossed. Well, thank you so much, Megan, for all your advice about groups. And we really love working with you because we know what great service you give to our guests when you know preparing their trips and give lots of guidance how people can get the most out of their trips as well. So thank you for joining us no, today. No, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Well, big thank you to Megan. Lots of useful advice there, I think, if you are thinking about going to Disneyland Paris with a group of people and as she said you don't have to have that many people to be a group do you? No I think that's going to open a lot of people's eyes to the fact that you only need 12 people to come along to Disneyland Paris to make it a group and also you can customize it a lot more than you can do with a regular package with a regular package you know that's pretty much what it is it's you've got part tickets for the entire length of a stay but actually if you then want to go into Paris or do something else on those extra days you kind of pay for those part tickets and not using them whereas with the group trips it is great that you can say we're only going to go in for two or three days because we're going to be traveling for those extra days and the meal plans as well being able to add those on you know if I had a big group that I was taking over. I would want to make sure that everyone was on a meal plan because can you imagine getting the bill at a restaurant with 50 people and all trying to work out who's ordered what? It'd just be so much easier if it's all prepaid for. Yeah, but then it is quite good because you've got, you said you've got that flexibility. So if not everybody wants to be on the meal plan that's going, then they don't have to be. So we can just do it per room. And I think the other thing is if you've ever organised a group, even if it is a relatively small one, People, yeah, they all want to go. They're definitely going. And then it comes to a couple of months before and something's cropped up and they can't. It is great that you can be flexible about changing the names, even changing the number of rooms, as long as we still have the minimum requirements. So, yeah, it is just a lot easier to make changes and have the customised trip that you'd like. Yeah, so much more flexible than with the, the regular bookings, which I think is why so many people come to us to book the group trip over. So not just sort of the usual ones like Brownie Scouts, Performing Arts, which is amazing, uh, school trips. But as we said, hen parties are a really big one as well. And I forgot to mention where I was with Megan that, you know, I know a few people who own bars and, and restaurants in Paris. So uh, we can also arrange 
reserved seating for you to go there if you want to have a night out in Paris as well and a hen party. Yeah, it is perfect to be able to combine it with a little trip into Paris, especially if you can recommend some nice uh, bars and restaurants. That sounds ideal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've sent quite a few people to these bars and restaurants and they've always come back with very glowing reviews and uh they're always very well looked after. Yeah, well, it is good to have the insight of a local, isn't it? So that, you know, you're going to the best places. And back to what we were talking about, those extended families who might want to travel together. I think the really good thing about Disneyland Paris is that because everything is close together, you don't have to sort of do everything all together all the time. So you might have yeah the kids that want to go on the rides from open to close, and then perhaps older members of the family or less active members of the family can go and enjoy the hotel and spend a bit of time there, but then all meet up and you know have meals together. And there's nothing better, I think, for you know, we're getting lots of grandparents who want to take the extended family. It is amazing to see the grandkids seeing all the characters, seeing them go on the rides, but knowing that you don't have to be full on doing it if you don't want to. Lots of grandparents do want to be full on and do it too, and that's fine, isn't it? But uh, yeah, it's not for everybody. Absolutely true. And of course, you don't actually have to stay in the same hotel. Some people prefer to stay uh, in sort of like the budget hotels at Santa Fe Cheyenne, and some people want to splurge and stay at Hotel New York or Newport Bay Club. I really like the idea of a work conference over there as well. Take over the whole park. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> well, we kind of had a work conference. I mean, it was in the bar in Sequoia Lodge. And yeah. it was just three of us. Yeah, but we didn't manage we, to take we, over we, the we, whole park. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't take over the entire park. But it, we, we will class that as a works conference. <laughs> yeah, no, I think uh, it really is, uh, yeah, the sky's the limit as to what can be organised from, say, smallest group, just 12 of you wanting to go, whether that's a group of friends, extended family, a work group, that kind of thing, to, yeah, hundreds and hundreds of people. And then we can do those really special things like fireworks viewing special viewing for the parades and yeah even close off the park for you too yeah and meet and greets with the characters which if you are in quite a large group it doesn't work out particularly that much as a cost to be able to do that and it means that everyone's guaranteed to see at least one character nice and quickly and you don't feel too rushed because you've got a load of tourists behind you but if you've got any questions at all about traveling to Disneyland Paris, whether that's just as two people, a small family or as a group, then please get in touch. All our contact details are in the show notes or you can find all the details on the website, which is fairytaleholidays.co.uk. And that's all for this week. We really hope you enjoyed the show. Find out lots of useful information if you do want to book as a group. Please, could we ask if you do enjoy the show, if you subscribe to it so you don't miss any future episodes. And it would be amazing if you could leave us a review. Thanks for listening. And have a magical day. <laughs>